Zakawani, the flying winger. Oh, goodness me! He doesn't mean anybody, Steve Zakawani! Steve Zakawani was never fun <laughs> to stick up against. Was it for Zakawani? None is possible. It's Steve! It's Steve! <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani! What's up, everyone? We're back. It's Winging It with Zakawani. Um, as I told you last week, we would be celebrating a big three points in an opening game against FC Cincinnati. Um, the Sounders look good. They look good. As bad as Cincinnati was, especially defensively, you have to be in position to take advantage. And the Sounders absolutely were. But we move on. And this week, it's a new look Colorado that comes to town. They don't quite scare me, but they are much better than they have been in the past couple of seasons. So we will be catching up with Kai Kamara, a man who has played for probably half the MLS teams at this point, but still a very potent striker. He's in that 100-goal club. He'll be joining me on the podcast, as will Sounders prolific goal scorer Kelvin Leardams, apparently. Um, he was up there in the six-yard box um, scoring a goal at the weekend. He'll be joining us as well to recap that game, talk about how the squad is feeling, get some some news from inside the camp, and then we will end, as usual, with the big three things. And... I forgot to say this last week, but as always, send your questions. Hashtag Ask Zach. I'm ready for them, ready to answer them. I think we're all feeling pretty good in Sounderland right now. And we have to start with that game the last weekend. The highlights were obvious, you know. I think for all of us, we've had in our lives the an, an I was there moment in sports. Um, watching on TV is one thing, but sometimes you're in an arena, you're in a stadium, you're in a venue, and you text your friends or you go home and you say, I was there. And in 10 years time, when people are talking about that moment, you say, I was there. And I feel that was the case on Saturday night because of number 13, Jordan Morris. He'd been out for a year. Very, very tough injury that he had. The previous season before the injury wasn't his greatest. So Jordan had been gone for a while, a while. And to re-announce yourself in the way he did, you couldn't have, couldn't have asked for a better way to do that. And the first goal, debatable. Was it on target? Was it not on target? Was it a shot? Was it a cross? He doesn't care. I don't care. That's Jordan's goal. The second goal left no question marks whatsoever. And with his left foot, that's a fantastic left foot finish. It wasn't just a good left foot finish. The placement, the timing, the power behind it, precision, all the things that make up a good shot, he had them with his left foot. But it was the emotion. It was the team surrounding him. It was the guys who have seen him training off to the side while they do their thing day in, day out for the last year. It's the, the months spent in rehab, the months spent at home alone watching your teammates on TV, wondering, will I ever get back out there? And if I do get back out there, how will I be? Will I be what I used to be? So many doubts come with any kind of major injury. And to get out in front of 40,000 plus fans, to score two goals, to be serenaded by your teammates in that way, in a meaningful game, to help your team come from behind, to get an emphatic victory as they should, against an expansion team like that. Let them know who's boss to play a role in that. It's a moment where the fans in the stadium can look at each other. And years down the line, when we talk about the Jordan Morris game, the comeback game, they'll say, 
I was there. That was the highlight. The second highlight for me, and I've been on record as saying this, and I'm going to say it even more. Victor Rodriguez needs to start getting way more props than he's getting. Way more, way more. This is maybe the most underrated superstar, yeah? I said superstar in the league. The things he does with the ball, I believe you have to understand football to understand how good Victor Rodriguez is. And I don't mean that as a slight to anyone. What I mean is it's so subtle, it's so clever, that sometimes his own teammates aren't on the same page as him because he's thinking the game at light speed. It's crazy. He's a fantastic player to analyze because he's so different to anything we've had in the past. He's a one-two-touch player. He beats you with his brain because he's not the biggest, he's not the quickest, but he's always in the right position. He's always making the right decisions. Fantastic team player, the ultimate team player, wants to get guys involved. He tries the Hollywood pass three or four times in a, in a, in a game, connects two or three times, which is great. And the Hollywood pass is just that special pass, the pass that unlocks the defenders, the pass that unlocks the opponents and springs your right back, left back, your wingers, your strikers in behind. You know, other players tried that 10, 15 times, Victor three or four times. And usually he's right on the money. Very, very great pickup for the Sounders. He's a guy that if he has a tremendous year this year, this team is really, really poised for a great season. But he's got to stay fit and he's got to keep playing well. So those were the two highlights for me this weekend. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Hashtag Ask Zach. Keep those questions coming in. Stay tuned. As I said, Kai Kamara, Kelvin Ledam, both coming up on the podcast. Recapping the Sounders win and looking forward to the Sounders against Colorado. New look, Colorado. You don't quite scare me, but Kai Kamara, Benny Felt, Hyper, good players. A little bit nervous, not going to lie. Stay tuned. I'm Steve Lacroix. Nico, back stick, loose ball, it's in the back of the net. Calvin Leardon takes advantage of the loose ball. And the Sounders are on track, 1-1 in the 27th. Yes, the rebound fell very kindly to Calvin Leardon, but it's also excellent to see that you've got enough possession in the final third that your outside right back can get all the way up the field inside to be a support so they can be there to put the ball into the back of the net. I'm now joined on the Sounders podcast by prolific goal scorer, not Rui Diaz, not Jordan Morris, but Kelvin Ledam. My first question for you is why were you so high up the pitch in the first place? I don't understand. I looked up and I said, who scored that goal? And he said, it's Kelvin. I said, what? Yeah. What happened? Uh, situation of the game. Yeah. Um, I believe we had the ball on the right side first. and We switch it to the other side and it take like, I believe, 20 seconds or something. It goes so quick. Yeah. And Roland Lamar wasn't following me. And I saw Nico go got through, and I'm just like, I'm gonna hit a box. <laughs> and then you—that's the only thing you can hope for that the ball falls yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. And I had like two or three moments before the goal. Yeah, there were some already some moments. Yeah, and uh, finally, uh, luckily, the ball came uh, right in my lap. Yeah, it felt like a good performance, just like everyone was on the right place compared yeah. to last year when the team started so slow. As preseason felt differently, or what was it about Saturday night that it just clicked? Everyone played so well. For me, preseason was <laughs> definitely different because uh, last year I was injured. Yeah. So uh, that was my first injury in 12 seasons. Wow. Preseason. So, um, yeah. But I feel like uh, I already saw it in San Jose. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was uh, talking with some players about it. I feel like everybody was clicking. You know, if it doesn't go, if, if it doesn't uh, go well when uh, playing out, yeah, everybody's still working together and very hard uh, yeah. covering uh, covering each other's back. So it felt good. Uh, everybody's playing as a team, and uh, against Cincinnati, yeah, we just we were just better. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I think uh, we should have scored more than yeah. four goals. That's what yeah. I believe in. I like it. Um, in the years past, you've had Nico in front of you. He's a guy who he starts on the right, but he doesn't play there. He runs everywhere. Mm-mm. Now you have Jordan in front of you. How has that changed your game? And what's the communication between you and Jordan to dominate that right-hand side? For me, I just want him, I, I want him to do his stuff. Like, uh, if you look at our left side, um, yeah. uh, Victor is a, is a guy who doesn't stay in the position. He yeah. moves a lot. And Jordan... Uh, he starts from there uh, most part of the game. But I want him to just dominate the left back. I told him, if you kill him, I have less to worry about. Yeah. Otherwise, um, if you don't go 1v1s, he's going to come and let yeah. you defend. So I want you, when you get the ball, just go at him. That's the, that's the most annoying thing for a defender. Yeah. When, it, when an attacker, even if he loses the ball, he's keep coming at you. Yeah. And, I, and I want to encourage him to just do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. And uh, that will make my job easier because my, my guy will have to defend more. Yeah. So I have less to do. And Jordan will be, yeah, how do you say that? He will be happy because he will get a lot of balls. Yeah. And everybody will encourage him to just keep going and kill people, yeah. if I can say it like that. No, I like <laughs> it. Yeah, I like it. You and I both come from Europe where the best team is a team that was the best over 34 games, 38 games. Yeah. Then you come here and it's you're really good in 34 games. It doesn't matter. Just be good for six weeks. But with that said, how important is it for the Sounders to have also not just good in the playoffs, but have a good season? Because the last couple of years, it's been really bad until July, August, and then a historic run to save the season. How important is it for you and the squad to put together 34 really good games? First of all, if you play 34 good games, you can win a, you can win a prize, a title. Yeah. And that's what you're playing for, silverware. Yeah. But um, I feel like... Uh, it's in every sport here. People are like when they know they already make the playoffs or close to the playoffs, um, everybody will be a little bit more easy to save their bodies because yeah. the playoffs is the most important thing. So for me, to judge it, uh, it's it's a little bit difficult because it's the culture, it's how people grow up, it's yeah. it's how they grow up. So I I need to respect that. But coming from Europe, you know, it's different. You play thirty four games, yeah. and that's when it's set. You know, thirty four. I'm the best of yeah. the whole league. So it's 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 a big difference. But I'm trying to adjust. Yeah. It's called it's a cultural thing. So I need to respect that. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you were in the attacking part because you come from Holland. That's how they play. Um, so tell us why we shouldn't be surprised by what we saw Ajax do to Real Madrid <laughs> yesterday. Because uh, that's, that's, that, that's how they play. Yeah. People who pay attention, that, it's a very good team. But yeah. Tell, yeah, why we shouldn't be surprised. So many young players, one, two. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, people are, people are very surprised. But that's what Ajax does. That's yeah. all. Like uh, all the teams, I, I I don't know if you've seen PSV against Barcelona. PSV yep. should have won that game yeah. at home, but um, that's the that's the Dutch culture. We want to we want to dominate the game every time. You know, even if it's gonna be difficult. You know, uh, I was talking to some people today in Holland, and they said if it was Juventus or yeah, name another team, a big team, yeah. they would sit back and wait. But Ajax didn't wait. Yeah. They just attacked from the from from the start, and that's how Dutch. Dutch soccer is. We want we want you to play the way we yeah. want to play the game, and that's uh, be dominant. So. Yeah. Lastly, for you, Colorado this weekend. Obviously, you want to follow up with three more points. Um, they're a slightly different team than what they have been. They've added Benny Felhaibar, Diego Rubio, Kai Kamara. Um, what kind of game do you expect from them, and how do the Sounders maintain the momentum you've built? 
uh, it's obviously it's a different team. They yeah. uh, they add experience with uh, Fall Harbor and Kai Kamara, yeah. which uh, two players I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, we we should build on on how we end last season, the regular season, and what we just showed against Cincinnati. You know, go out, create chances, be happy, yeah. play with pleasure. And don't be afraid. That's what that, 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 that's what I want. That's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be afraid. Just get the ball and try to do your best. And everybody makes mistakes. That's soccer. Yeah. Otherwise, every every game will finish zero zero. But I just want everybody to show to the people that we're happy to play, and that will get us three points. Be happy and just go out and have fun. How many goals for you this season? What's the target? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, the coach from Leverkusen he was always asking his players before the season how many goals to expect but yeah. I hope I can make five. Oh, that's good yeah. I hope I can make five I've, I've had 11 uh, a few years ago you did so. okay that's the challenge <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. it's, it's a big challenge but uh, never back up from it yeah you're off to a good start thank that's you thank you thank you Steve. Kelvin Ledham joining me on the podcast Sounders versus Colorado this weekend be there at Central Link Field or tune in to YouTube TV Joe TV to watch the guys in action as they try to pick up another three points stay tuned we'll be right back winging it with Zach Wally. ball from Cerner into Acosta on the angle drags it back Kai Kamara has opened his account in Burgundy joining me now on the podcast is a man who needs really no introduction to Sounders fans we faced him so many times over the years he's in that elite club of players to have over a hundred MLS goals he's suiting up for Colorado Rapids this year He's Kai Kamara. He's joining me. Kai, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Steve. No problem. So you guys got a good point at the weekend. But before the game, let's talk about the weather. It looked cold on TV from when I was watching. But just <laughs> what was that like to play in? It was the best weather I've ever played in, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly speaking, um, three of my fingers still haven't uh, been fully recovered yet. So, uh, but... To be considered as the coldest uh, MLS game, yeah, and uh, I'm just happy that was part of history. It was yeah. uh, it was a brutal one, yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's so awesome to just get the point from that game, uh, being a man down. The the team Colorado the last two years have not been good, but it feels different this year. You're there, Benny Felhub is there inside the camp. Do you guys feel like um, because of the veterans you have, you can actually have a special year this year and be much better than the Rapids have been in the past? Yeah, well, that's the goal. That's the goal for every year. Um, every club obviously wants to get better. And for Colorado, um, yeah, this has been tough the uh, past few years. But to see when the club spends that much time in the off season to bring in veterans, as, yeah, me, Benny, or even adding on uh, Diego Rubio, who's played, you know, in the league for a little while, like it's it's good. And Nico Mesquita, so it's really good when we can gel together, and uh, hopefully we're able to to help them with the vision of you know where they want to take the club for this year next year and, and years further the Sounders had a great win opening weekend against Cincinnati you guys come here this weekend when you come to a place like Central Link Field a team as good as the Sounders what without giving too much away what's the best approach in this kind of game do you come in just play your game or do you sit tight what's the best approach in a game like this uh yeah you want to you want to you want to perform you want to play you want to um, shut the crowd up, to be honest with you. I've been there many times. I've been booed a lot. And those <laughs> boos, like, you know, it motivates me when I hear it. And uh, the one or two times that I've, you know, were able to do something and gather, uh, it's always good. But, hey, that's, uh, that's one of the toughest places in the, in the league to play. Um, but that's the motivation. You know, when you can play in front of crowds like that as a footballer or soccer player, that's what you, 
you dream, you know, to, to do. So we're all going to use that opportunity as uh, it's going to be a big stage. But at the same time, it was, you know, attractive to watch them in the in the season opener. Um, dangerous to see, uh, you know, Morris back doing his thing. But hopefully we were able to stop it when it comes to Saturday. Yeah. One of the hard things in sports is, you know, when you move or you get traded, is to settle in right away. But you seem to be able to go wherever you go and right away you become the main striker and you get back to scoring goals. What do you put that down to? How are you able to move cities um, every couple of years and then hit the ground running right away? I love what I do, man. I'm blessed to be, to be able to play this, you know, game. Um, as you know, you know, just growing up and just yeah. being happy. To me, it doesn't matter what state, what city, what country. Um, I'm still just going to give it, you know, my 100 and just be happy while I'm doing it. You know, I go in there and um, I just let them know who I am and obviously try to connect with the guys around me because I want to make them look good at the same time as me scoring my goals. But, you know, for example, like now, if I can be on the end of every Kellen Acosta's uh, pass, then I'm going to be really, really happy. Or, or Benny Philhaber, you know, being uh, on, on the final pass from him. But, yeah, I've traveled around the MLS, and I've enjoyed everywhere. But yeah. adapting really doesn't doesn't phase me, and uh, I just look forward to it. As long as I can make myself at home with the fans and the club in particularly, then everything works out well. And the last thing I want to ask you is, obviously, um, we didn't get a chance to speak about this. Uh, we'll get you on the show um, when it happened, but you were very close to Ziggy Schmid. Um, people know the history you had with him in Columbus and ongoing. You guys stayed in touch. You know, Ziggy shared with me as well over the years um, some stories about you guys and your relationship. So he felt very highly of you. So I just want to give you the chance to, um, this obviously goes out to the Sounders fan base who think very highly of Ziggy as well. Just a chance to kind of share what he meant to you um, as a coach and also as a human being. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a bit jealous that you get to spend a uh, longer time with yeah. me. But, um, you know, as we all know, that, that that to me is, you know, he's a lot. He's a lot. I wouldn't be here playing 14 years of professional soccer if he didn't give me the opportunity and Columbus crew uh, drafted me. But not even before that, uh, in high school in, in Southern California, I used to play against his kids. Um, me and Kyle played, you know, against each other. So Ziggy will always be in presence and everybody like, oh, Ziggy Schmidt, the Galaxy coach is here. And that just gave you an extra itch, you know, to play club soccer and high school soccer. And uh, every day, every time, like, you see him, he takes his time to talk to you and just explain and tells you stories. I mean, when I started playing for him, um, you know, the stories and, you know, coaching you on and off the field with life, not just, you know, the game and football, but... Oh my God, it's amazing! Even before his passing uh, in November, before after the season was finishing, I was speaking to him uh, before I was heading to Africa, uh, not knowing how you know how me and him were saying our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very sad to see him go. But hey, as we can say, it's so awesome for us to say we, we were part of you know what he did for soccer in America, and so yeah. proud of that. Yeah. No, really great, Kai. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. I hope it's not a good weekend for you, but I'll be glad to see you, man. Uh, you know you're always cheering for me. <laughs> like I'm cheering for you when I see you traveling down Europe. So don't, don't uh, try to <laughs> All right, my friend. I'll see you this weekend. I can't wait. All right, see you, brother. Thank you. have Jordan Morris on your team, transition is going to be part of your team. And finding the right balance of being a transition team and 
the ability, I would say, to extend possessions in your opponent's half of the field to wear them down. I think if we can get those two things working, uh, we'll be a hard team to beat. What's up? Welcome back. Let's get right to it. The big three things that I'm thinking about right this second. Number one, I'm not sure where else I could start, but the two gentlemen I mentioned at the top of the program, Jordan Morris and Victor Rodriguez, so wing play. Wing play has always been kind of uh, not an issue, but a topic of debate, I would say, for the Sounders because, you know, we've had left midfielders and right midfielders, but not many wingers in the Sounders' history. I was one, Sanan Ayasi was one, and the rest, I think, are kind of guys you like to tuck inside and the width has had to come from the defenders. What I saw on Saturday night gave me hope because Jordan and Victor were very interchangeable. Victor started on the left, Jordan on the right, but you look up every 15 minutes or so, they were switching sides. They will keep the defenders guessing. The right back, left back, you can't game plan for Victor how you game plan for Jordan and vice versa. So he keeps the defensive team on their toes. Jordan is much better on the left than he is the right, although he did play well on the right. One is having Kelvin lay down behind him, an experienced veteran, speaking to him, letting him know where to be and where not to be. And I think just this brand new, confident Jordan. He, you know, he's got his goals and he's just happy to be back. And it gives you a spring in your step. And so the wings for the sound is now, I feel good about it. Because Victor, as I said, is a special, 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 special player who can play anywhere on the pitch and be the best player. That's not even a problem. And Jordan being on the right primarily, but having the ability to go to the left-hand side if and when he chooses or if and when he and Victor decide is a great weapon for Brian Schmetzer and coaching staff to have. So absolutely, really ecstatic about what I saw from the wide players this weekend. Number two, Nico Lodero. I do have to mention him. Always getting an assist, always in and amongst the action. Here's the guy who burst onto the scene in Seattle and me... I'm the ringleader in this, and you're all with me. We took it for granted in a sense because he led this team to the MLS Cup in that half season, and then we've been waiting for him to kind of do that every year since, and every game since, and teams have worked out game plans for him. Teams go into games. There's Colorado right now, I guarantee you. Their talk this week on the training ground is among the hot topics is how do we stop Nico Rodero? They'll dedicate a game plan to him. Teams do that for you, it becomes tougher. When you look back, Nico's been just as good as he was when he first came. The only difference is we're used to it. Always on the ball, always wants it. One of the most fouled players in the league. And a trait that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is bravery. A lot of players, when they get kicked two or three times, they don't want the ball anymore. Nico wants it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten more times. Give it to me. And that gets the team going. And because he's on the pitch and attracts attention, it opens up space for Jordan, Victor, Rui Diaz, and those guys, of course, have profited. Number three, the new look Colorado Rapids. Not nervous, but a little bit. Kai Kamara, 100-plus goals in MLS. Benny Fellheiber, he's a guy who needs no introduction here in Seattle. A couple years back, I think, you know, he got into it with the fans. Um, an incident with him and Osvaldo Alonso. Uh, but he's talented. You know, he's talented. Say what you will about him as a footballer. I'll take him on my team any day. Fantastic footballer, very talented. So it, it, it's a new look squad. It's a squad that um, is filled with MLS vets. It's not just people from outside the league who are good but don't know the league. These guys know the league, know their way around. So it's going to be a challenge for the Sounders that they haven't faced in Colorado in years past. Colorado were really bad the past couple of years. We'd go there, they'd come there, and you knew it was three points. 
Not the case this weekend. Got to be locked in. Primarily Kai Kamara. The battle with him and Chad Marshall and Kim Kihi is going to be interesting. He will get the service now. He has, you know, Kellen Acosta's there, Benny Fellheiber. And they scored three at the weekend. They came from behind against the Portland Timbers. Scoring three goals isn't easy in horrible conditions. So they'll be one to watch. That's the big three things. I am Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zakwani. As always, thanks for tuning in. Hashtag Ask Zach. Send the questions into my Twitter, the Sounders official Twitter. We will see them. We'll begin to answer them next week. Hopefully, we're back celebrating a six-point start to the season. Sounders against Colorado Rapids this Saturday night. Be there. I will. If you're not there, tune in to the TV broadcast. We'll be on there bringing you all the latest from CenturyLink Field. Until next week, I'm Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zakwani.